This is Rabbi Avi Killip with Divine Fire in Our Homes, The Intimacy and Mystery of the Menorah, Parshat Truma 5780. If Parshat Truma were a room, it would dazzle the eyes. It would be a room full of treasures made of copper and silver and gold, of carefully crafted curtains and wooden structures built to impress. If I walked into this room, the grandeur and obscurity of the objects would likely overwhelm me. But out of the corner of my eye, I would spot something familiar. Standing tall in glittering gold, I would recognize it. The menorah. Surrounded by unfamiliar objects, the menorah feels like home base. Finally, something familiar. Finally, an object I can picture. Of all the images from the Mishkan, the menorah has traveled through time and found a place in our modern shuls and homes, our modern Mishkans. Since long before the Star of David, the menorah has been a central symbol for our Judaism. We can understand the menorah. Moses, however, felt differently. Rashi tells us that for Moses, the menorah was an especially tricky assignment. In a parsha full of complicated and esoteric details, what feels most familiar to us seems to have been the most confusing object for Moses. Using two different verses, Rashi brings two alternative versions of the story of Moses' struggle to understand the menorah. Exodus twenty-five thirty-one, And you shall make a menorah of pure gold. The menorah shall be made of hammered work. Its base and its stem, its goblets, its knobs, and its flowers shall all be one piece with it. Rashi explores the phrase, the menorah shall be made, in its passive form. He teaches, the menorah shall be made by itself. Since Moses found difficulty with figuring out how to form the menorah, the Holy Blessed One said to him, Cast the talent of gold into the fire, and it will be made by itself. Therefore, it is not written, you shall make, but rather, shall be made. In this Midrash, Moses has so much trouble with the menorah that God takes over. Moses need only place the requisite amount of gold into the flame, and the completed menorah will emerge. The fire will make the menorah. The second Midrash presents a different but equally fiery story. Exodus twenty-five forty. Now see and make according to their pattern which you are shown on the mountain. What is God referring to here? What was Moses shown on the mountain? Rashi explains. This informs us that Moses had difficulties with the making of the menorah until the Holy Blessed One showed him a model menorah of fire. In this version, rather than using fire to make the menorah for Moses, God uses fire to create a model, a template for Moses to follow. This is not the first time God has communicated with Moses through fire. In fact, God has a habit of taking otherwise mundane objects and making them holy with the addition of fire. What was just a bush becomes the famous burning bush from which God calls out to Moses. What was just a mountain becomes the fiery mountaintop where God speaks to Moses and the people. And here, what may have been just a lamp becomes a fiery menorah.
in these stories, the fire brings an element of excitement, inducing awe and wonder. When there is fire, we are acutely aware of God's holiness and grandeur. We pay attention. These are the stories that start our blood pumping harder and make us sit up straighter in our chairs. We associate the fire with the ecstatic experience of encountering God. In the Mishkan, God's words will find their way into the ark, but God's fire is here in the menorah. There is also a Midrash where God writes the Torah for Moses with letters of black fire on white fire. To people who love studying Torah, this Midrash makes perfect sense. The excitement of Torah, the encounter with the divine, is found in the letters and words. But Parshat Truma is not about words. It is about symbols. By teaching Moses about the menorah through fire, God infuses the symbol with excitement and meaning. Symbols hold a different kind of power. Rashi, the ultimate lover of study, delves headfirst into this sea of images and symbols. The usually terse commentator writes generously and in great detail about the images found in this parsha, and brings not one but two stories to infuse the menorah with the fire of God. Rashi is trying to explain to us with words what really should be done in pictures. The Talmud in Menachot 29a teaches us that of everything that God taught Moses on the mountain, the entire written and oral Torah, there were only three things that God showed with pictures, and among them, the menorah. Even in our very verbal tradition, there are some things that need to be understood visually and viscerally. The same is true of our religious lives today. We could read Parshat Truma every year forever, and we may never feel God's presence as clearly as we do watching candles flicker in a golden menorah. Ritual can transport us, and this ritual transports us back to the moment of Sinai, of encountering God directly in a unique and fiery way. In his introduction to this Parsha, Ramban tells us that the true purpose of the Mishkan is to maintain the experience of Sinai. And the secret of the Mishkan is that the glory of God that dwelt on Mount Sinai also hiddenly dwells upon it. And the glory that was shown to them on Mount Sinai was always with Israel in the Mishkan. And when Moses came to it, the divine speech that spoke to him at Mount Sinai came to him. And, as Moshe said at the giving of the Torah, quote, from the skies he made you hear his voice to discipline you, and upon the earth did he show you his great fire. So, too, about the Mishkan it is written, Moshe heard the voice speaking to him from the ark cover between the two cherubim, and he spoke to him. Moses can't understand the menorah without the divine pyrotechnic demonstration. No amount of explanation would have helped. There are some things God can only communicate through fire. Fire has the power to bring us back to the moment of revelation, and the menorah has the power to offer us fire. The next time you see a menorah, open your heart to the power and intrigue held in the image. Take a long, hard look, as if the object had simply emerged, whole, from a fire. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Divrei Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.